LaMelo Ball is a fucking superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say it now. Kyrie is misunderstood. Okay. You know, but like, shit, every athlete is misunderstood, right? Because mm-hmm. Kyrie get judged on whatever is put out in the media or whatever mm-hmm. he said. It's like, hey, homie, you can't be wearing this shit. <laughs> Not like that, but it was like, like yeah. you know, hoodie, yeah. Yeah. LA. Yeah, let me get you know, I'm wearing khaki sometimes. Yeah. He like, hey, bro, took me to the mall and he yeah. bought me a whole bunch of shirts. That's dope. Uh, he made me pay for them, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, man, get this shit. Fresh like I just got a contract. Fresh like I just got a match. What's up, fans? We are here. We got a very special guest, um, big homie. Um, as as we've been told today, the godfather of LA, Los Angeles yes. basketball. Wow. Yeah. Um, Many times a day. Um, Baron Davis, uh, B Diddy, whatever you want to call him. I actually, <laughs> you were my, you were you. And Kevin Garnett were two of my favorite basketball players on NBA Live between the years 2000 and 2006. I would either take you and trade you to whatever team I picked in the franchise mode so you could dunk on people and shoot threes. Or I would take KG and put KG at the three, and then and then run a big line with a lineup with Minnesota, uh-huh. and then try to win that way. So you and KG <laughs> was always my favorite players on NBA Live, kind of coming man. up. I so it's though we come full um, circle. Shout out to Baron Davis. Thank you for talking with us today. Um, we was just kind of chopping it up before this, kind of on some business stuff. But um, obviously, as I said before, you viewed as like the godfather of LA basketball. Um, I've heard from numerous people today how much you've done for just the youth and the mm-hmm. community and how you used to just literally take people and bring them with you so that way they could see a different lifestyle. Um, even the first thing, you know, we met you about, you asked us what we was doing, where we come from. We're like, oh, well, we can do something together. Like, mm-hmm. so clearly you got that conduit kind of spirit. Where does that come from? Like, how did you become this guy that, like, can help pull together people and bring people from all different walks of life or even from the same walk of life and want to, like, inspire them to do better? Because clearly you've done that by the environment that we're currently in. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, being a sponge, listening and learning, uh, and also realizing that you're blessed with certain opportunities Mm -hmm. and, you know, along my walk just trying to stay humble mm-hmm. and when you do that you 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 realize that when you can help somebody you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then like the things that you need help with people mm-hmm. are willing to help you you know what i yeah. mean and so you know it took me a while to do that you know and to get to that point but i think you know when i got to the nba mm-hmm. right when i got to the nba it was like damn dude like i'm 19 years old Everybody on my team married with kids. <laughs> All my friends are in college. Yeah. All my young homeboys yeah. is in high school. Like, what yeah. am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm about to hang out with my friends. And I want them to see what it's like because I want them to get here with me. Did they get that immediately? Or was it like a culture shock where like you had to tell them, like, hey, you can't be like doing certain stuff in certain areas because yeah, of where you I move? Mean, or yeah. was it just a matter of like... <laughs> I mean, I, I would assume it is, but yeah, like, yeah, culture but, like a lot of motherfuckers love to say that they humble, but then they say they humble because they don't brag a lot. But I feel like being humble is just about like being real with the people that are in your same or similar circumstance to the point where they can relate. So like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, you know, accepting people for who they are Mm -hmm. and not thinking that, you know, you kind of bigger or better than them. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, it was a culture shock, right? Uh, You know, I I got cousins from Long Beach. You know, one, I got cousins from Long Beach. 
best friend from Compton, best friend from Inglewood, <laughs> cousins from the east side, cousins yeah. from the west side of LA. And so that is a very uncomfortable feeling mm -hmm. when they all come from different hoods yeah, and shit yeah. like that that don't get along. So for me, it was just like, man, like how y'all fools, like one, don't get along, but we gonna all get along, you know what I mean? Fact. And so that was uncomfortable at first, right? But then, like, we all became, realized that we all had each other's back. Mm -hmm. They all had my back, which made them feel like, you know, like, damn, I don't love him more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we yeah. all kind of share the same love. And it was, for me, just to kind of, like, start breaking down them walls. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, it's just, like, you misdirecting traffic, dog. You, like, you know, it. it I think the pressure to perform... You know what I mean? Not just on the court, but like off the court and help people and like, you know, like not waver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and, know what and, I mean? And, and I want to actually ask about that because I feel like, you know, now the NBA is just a much younger league. Like now you have a whole team, everybody under 25. But back then you came in the league in 99, it was still a more veteran late league. So as far as just becoming a man and growing up, like how quickly did you have to grow up in the NBA? And was there a certain situation that made you like step back? Like, you know what? I'm a grown man. I got to handle things a little bit differently. Uh, yeah, I would say my first year was like the first time, you know, in a long time I sat on the bench and had to watch <laughs> and like couldn't mm -hmm. really like. Does that actually help? Or is that just like some guys say to make themselves feel better about sitting on the bench? Does sitting on the bench and watching actually help you? No, get no, no, better? it does. It, it does. does. Okay. It does. Because I would say later in my career, I didn't mind coming off the bench because, you know, or when you get hurt, you sit and. And you're like, damn, I can make a difference. So, mm -hmm. you know, coming off the bench is not a bad thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you're young yeah. and you haven't been on the bench, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, damn, dog, I'm the third pick. I should be starting. <laughs> yeah. And I'm on a veteran team and I'm coming off the bench playing 19 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe 23 or 4, but like 19, that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, your time. Yeah. Clock in, clock out, no matter what. And it was How just you frustrating. How feel about that city, though? Like, because that, that's Charlotte? like, that's Charlotte, like yeah, it's that's not necessarily difference. the Bible Belt, but it's around there. Like, Gosh. I know guys yeah, like Lamelo and guys yeah, that are like stars are going there. Oh, well, even Gordon Hayward, I mean, he's a star. He's technically going Kimble there. Was like, there. Kimba was there. What is that experience like playing for that, or at least kind of in, when you were playing, like Incredible. playing in the air? Really? Incredible. The, Charlotte is an incredible city. I always say I was blessed to go to Charlotte coming mm -hmm. from L.A. because it was settled, family-oriented, mm -hmm. loved basketball, and the fans, like, they want to talk hoop. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They love their North Carolina and yeah. Duke stuff, yeah. Yeah. you know, and uh, all their Duke schools, but they love talking hoop, big sports fans, and, you know, kind of being in this Bible Belt arena, for me, you know, just coming from, you know, my grandmother and that background, it was just easy to find good families mm -hmm. to like that didn't want nothing but to feed you didn't want nothing but to take you to church mm -hmm. right yeah. so for me it was just like i had my little bubble my little routine in charlotte and i kind of was able to grow my family mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like just knowing yeah. people in yeah, the yeah. city and then my teammates being older it was cool because i got to hang out with them and see what was life oh, in the nba okay. makes sense okay. yeah. five years in okay. ten, years ten years in, in. you yeah. know what i mean who was your who do you feel like was that guy that was like your biggest mentor in those early years for you did you uh, have one or was it just a collective it's always a collective okay. man it's like uh for me i was just a sponge to everybody i remember eddie jones Eddie Jones. Uh, he would pick me up in his Range Rover, and I was like, "Damn, dude!" How was that for you? You know, growing up in LA, like I mean, I'm sure oh, Eddie man. Jones was somebody EJ that. Oh man, EJ was my dog. Yeah, EJ, like EJ. I used 
yeah. yeah, EJ be like, yo, pick me up for practice. It was like, damn, dog. <laughs> like, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Jones, Jones like, pick practice. me up. Like, this bullet right there. Like, I used to tell people, like, yo, Eddie Jones live right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I thought I had a townhouse. Then he was like, man, come up to my crib. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, he got, a, like, a two-bedroom. He, he had, like, four of them shits. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, like, EJ, you know what I mean? It was like, you know. Yeah. It's like, the thing about Eddie Jones, dog, is, like, he was fly. Mm-hmm. If you watch Kobe, like a lot of like Kobe yeah. is like, you know, like Eddie Jones was his big homie too. Eddie yeah. Jones was cool, dog. Eddie Jones took me like to Norstall, dog. He was like, hey, homie, you can't be wearing this shit. <laughs> Not like that, but it was like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, hoodie, yeah. LA. Yeah. Yeah, let me Ka- get you know, I'm wearing khaki sometimes. Yeah. He like, hey, bro, you can't go to the game like this. Let's go to the mall. Uh, and he took me to the mall and he yeah. bought me a whole bunch of shirts. That's dope. Uh, he made me pay for them, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, man, get this shit. He was like, it was like $300. I was like, nigga, I ain't getting that shit. I'm about to go get me some white t-shirts. Yeah, bro. got me fucked up. He was like, no, nah, bro, you got to have you want, you know, this is cashmere. I was like, cashmere, this shit feel good. Ooh, it feel good. How much is this? $1,800. Oh, hell no. I can't do this. No, my but Eddie Jones was like, yeah, Right, bro, he taught me how he taught me how he taught me about my routine. Everything mm-hmm. he did was just, you know, he was just just who he is, smooth. You feel yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So like that first year, he was just like, and he was leaving. He was going oh, okay. to leave. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was like, you know, I knew he was out because yeah. he was like, yo, yeah. you know, this this ain't the right place for me. And I I didn't understand it because mm-hmm. I was like, damn, dog, like. Next year, yeah, me and you, and the, oh crazy. my yeah, God. Yeah, and like, it was nah, just like, no, 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 no. And I was just like, at, at the time, I just, I was hurt. I mm-hmm. didn't get it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But I had Eddie Jones. Then you got somebody like Derek Coleman. Mm-hmm. Derek Coleman, right, DC. You know, Derek Coleman, one of those guys that I feel like a lot of younger NBA fans don't know about because yeah. he was kind of like literally in that era when they were born. You know what I mean? Like a lot of new NBA fans are like born in like 99, 2000. Yeah. Like that sounds crazy to us, but like, they were the truth. Like yeah, 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 and they was vets out. when yeah. you was coming in. So like a guy like Derek Coleman, like how was that playing with a guy like him? Because he was still, I mean, he was, I mean, he like, was, he was DC very was good. 20 and 10 throughout the whole night. So like he was a guy that. DC was just like, he was super talented. You know what I mean? But he was just super smart. Yeah. And the thing with DC was like, he was outspoken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, he was smarter than them. Okay. The Then the management or Man, just like, he was okay. smarter than, than, than okay. a lot of people. Derek Coleman yeah. is one of the smartest dudes on the team. Really? Mm-hmm. Period. Okay. People fuck with DC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. He misunderstood. And I was starting to understand, like, why he was misunderstood. You feel like a guy like Kyrie is like that? Because uh, he, he didn't want to like talk that. to the media nah, and he's putting di- out statements and stuff, or yeah, is it just. I think it's different. Uh, Kyrie is misunderstood. Okay. You know, but like, shit, every athlete is misunderstood, right? Because mm-hmm. Kyrie get judged on whatever is put out in the media or whatever mm-hmm. he say. Mm-hmm. But like, what can he say? Like, he's not, not about to tell you shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> KD, whomever, yeah. Hardy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, we don't, you, you don't know these people to know, like, what's on their mind, what they yeah. going through. Yeah, Because yeah. I went through some shit, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and a lot of times, like, it's hard because 
you don't know what's going on on the inside. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't know what's going on internally, but it's true. You, know, you don't know how he is with his family. Yeah. You don't know how he is with his kids, yeah. with his friends, but you judge them based on like what you how you feel about the team. Yeah. Right? And you don't own anything yeah. in the team. You know what right. I mean? And so like sometimes like, and, and, and that's the game we play, you know, yeah. we expose Is there a real ourselves. line? Like as a guy who's been the guy, is there a real line for you for the war fans? Now, and I'm not talking about like them get invading your personal space or like being disrespectful to your family, but like, you know, I see a lot of the guys that play basketball that will say like guys like me and Pavy who never played professionally shouldn't uh, have an opinion on it. It's like, well, well, yeah, there are other, there are video I coordinators know, and stuff who help coach that never played in the league or never played in college. So does that mean that like how how, how do you feel about it? like what's that line where like you feel like fan and and expert kind of you know with the game because you guys do it and we will never be able to do what you do. But as far as like analysts and growing the game and being a part of the game, do you feel like there's a place for them? Or do you feel like guys like Kyrie that just feel like they don't need to be involved in that should just have the ability to just say, I don't want to talk to anybody and that should be my, you know, kind of my prerogative versus, you know, even though he's the star. Yeah, I think everybody play a part, right? Um, If you think about it, like everybody go to the beach, you know what I mean? Some people chill on the beach. And watch some people yeah, watch I love the kids. Some of the kids, you know, go in so far where they can't. And then you got the dudes who are pro surfers who are out there with the sharks who risking their life and everybody watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And everybody watching. And like, you ain't going to take your ass out there with them sharks. You probably can't swim. You probably can't <laughs> surf. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. somebody who come out every day to watch you surf, yeah. they just as attached to you as well. So everybody play a part. It's just like, you don't know what it's like out there mm-hmm. on the water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, they don't know what it's like with you sitting in the cabana, drinking a cooler, watching them surf. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like the same anxiety and the same connection. So both need both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without the fans, like, shit, we ain't nothing anyway. Because y'all the ones who, you know, kind of give us that energy and that spirit and that legacy. So, you know, it all works. You know, and someone like Kyrie, whether he, how how he chooses to express himself, you know what I mean. That's that's really on him, you know yeah. what I mean. And I don't think that it ain't really don't seem like no sweat off his back. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of times it's like uh, when you look at traditional media, mm-hmm. right? You don't see players giving interviews because traditional media is full of shit. But you'll see him on live with the homie mm-hmm. on yeah. a podcast yeah. like this. Yeah. And then sometimes, like, people out in the culture who are media, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in yeah. the digital media business, they tricky too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I did a podcast and some dudes, was, you know, they they got tricky. They got tricky on me. And, like, you know, just try to create me- media and headlines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, yo, I called the dude like homeboy, like, why? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, the line yeah. is, we, have, we haven't, until this time, had access to real culture to say what the fuck we want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from an unfiltered perspective. Yeah, from and our perspective. Back, I get yeah, what you mean. And had yeah. a backup. Yeah. I get yeah. You know what I mean? And so a lot of times it's media, then it was digital media, mm-hmm. it was social media. Now it's like cultural media, mm-hmm. and so like cultural media, it's a great time giving us a, a chance to be like, you know what, like fuck all this traditional shit. Like 
I don't want to watch the game like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't want to watch ESPN like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want gossip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear gossip about my favorite player because I yeah. know that he give back, you yeah. know what I mean, yeah, yeah. to my neighborhood and other shit like that. Mm-hmm. So fans are starting to become more uh, culturally connected mm-hmm. uh, to to the athlete and, and, and the entertainer. And I think this whole cultural media space is where a lot of traditional media and just media in general right, mm-hmm. is going to uh, fall by the wayside because they they just fishing for leads and stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two things I want to ask you. One was about you came in the league 1999. You came in with Steve Francis. When you look at a lot of the – I'm from Chicago, grew mm-hmm. up on D-Rose. When you D-Rose. look at a lot of D-Rose, I feel like it can be traced back to you. I feel like you and Steve Francis were probably two of the first point guards when, that when they got in the lane, they might rise up on somebody and they weren't going to lay the ball up. They was like going to duck it. Yeah. So, like, just can you talk about when you see a lot of the guys like De'Aaron Fox or John Wall or Russell Westbrook, uh, and we can get to naming and naming and naming because like, now that's like regular, like point guards, that's what they do. Just can you talk about the trace or do you feel any type of way like, yo, like that guy might have took some inspiration from me? Oh, no, I just be watching, man. Really? I just, you know, I, I. Are you a fan now? But do you understand? Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, but you're like, do you like, do you like, do you understand? Like, you were one of the first yeah, like, ones yeah, to like yeah, one of the first yeah, like, ones. I know you know that. who you are, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, under- for sure. Like, I know that. Like me, Steve, a few other dudes. Then came like D Rose, yeah. but like even big guards. You know, I, I just feel like, you know, after. Like the point guard, yeah. the history of the point guard in the NBA is like. A crazy it's thing. just style, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? It's just everybody has taken something mm-hmm. from somebody yeah. to fit in who they are. And so now you see these jumping point guards as dunking. And, like, I love it. You know what I mean? I'm a fan. I rank my point guards. I get mad at them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mm-hmm. call them. Yeah. You know, I be on Instagram, good game. <laughs> like, I, follow all, I follow my college point guards, too. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it's like. Damn, dog, it's just like the game is evolving, and these guys, like, like we owe it to them to tap in, right, and mm-hmm. give them their roses and not just expect, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. for them to be like, yo, you paid the way, OG, all that yeah. shit. Yeah, nah, yeah. Get these fools their roses because they in the moment. Yeah, they, they, they need it. Like you know you what did. I mean? Yeah. I don't need it, shit. I done did what I did. Yeah. They need it. Like, give them the roses because- Can I a ask lot a of, quick question for that when you said, like, you did it already? Like, when, because you haven't officially retired, technically. Or I have not up, or officially you, right? retired. So, you haven't officially retired. So, technically, you haven't officially hung up the sneaks. So, like, is that, is, the, is part of that just you just being like, I don't care about sending the paperwork? Or is it just like- I don't, I'm not, or or is it just like, (laughs) fuck it, like, I, in my mind, as long as I ain't retired, I can still be ready whenever. Is that kind of, how do you? Yeah, kind of like that. I think. uh, Like, if any team called you, would you actually be like, fuck it, I'll go and try? Yeah, I tell them to give me five weeks, and uh, I'm like, yo, give me five (laughs) weeks, I get there, I need five weeks, you know what I mean? Three weeks, by five weeks, I'm going to be in groove, but I, you know. That's what I would say, but the reason why I don't send in retirement papers because I just think they just keep me on my P's and Q's, mm-hmm. and it keep me connected to the game. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So it keep me like around, fishing around. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if I were to retire, then it would it would almost be like I'm like, yo, I'm sending like mm-hmm. I'm not going to work. Like I can't go to you know. It's yeah. a yeah. different way of going to work. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And so. Because I 
don't send in those papers. Mm. I always feel like I'm a free agent. Mm. And so at any point, it's like, and then on top of that, just for me right now, I want to stay on the same schedule of like working out. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, you know, you still work out every day? No, I don't. I mean, okay. I, you know, do you I still work out normally or is it like uh, COVID or is look, it just a normal life? Like, I just don't need to do this any, every day anymore. No, I'll be hoping. Okay. I'll be hoping and working out uh, when it wasn't COVID mm -hmm. uh, yeah. outside of traveling. But, you know, now COVID is just yeah. like in-house shit. Yeah. But I haven't been in the gym, yeah. uh, I think once or twice. But okay. for me, the gym is my sanctuary. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I think the best. That's where I get out all my, you know, my shit, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I can just kind of be, mm -hmm. and my phone is off. People ain't gonna bother me. I can zone out. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm in the NBA or not, like, man, that should be feeling good. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. When you make a yeah. shot or like, you have a good workout or a good shooting <laughs> yeah. session, and then don't let somebody be in there. You know what I mean? Don't it's a whole different, yeah, yeah, the competitive juices get the floor. In there, so it's like, shit, have I you seen KD post Achilles? Uh, Meaning, have you seen him in the gym at all? Does he look good? No, I told you I haven't okay. really been okay. in the gym like that. I mean, that, I, yeah. I, okay, have you heard about him being in the gym at all? Oh, yeah, we know. We uh, know he, you think he's still going to be the same? Because he think he going to – Pavy think KD going to come back in, average 25 or the first five games, be a 90-50-40 shooter. I'm like, hey, man. let's just slow down here. Let's aim for 23 a game and figure out if we can work our way up from there. You think I'm being blasphemous? No, I mean, 23 and 25 yeah. ain't, ain't that big of a difference. You don't think it's that big of a difference? No. And also just bringing it back to LA. Um as far as just LA basketball, um, you know, I growing up I'm from Chicago, like uh -huh. I mentioned mad times, like Chicago and New York were the places that you thought of were like the best hoopers came from. Now, over the past 10, 15 years, it's been Los Angeles. Um I feel like you were kind of like the precursor to a lot of that. Um, how do you feel about LA basketball and also who were some of the people that you drew inspiration from growing up, names that we may not know or may know that were in LA and you saw I was like, man, if he can do that, I can do that. Yeah, I would say uh, you know, LA basketball is more of a lifestyle. You know, mm -hmm. and I think like New York, you know, it, basketball is a lifestyle period, mm -hmm. but New York is a certain lifestyle. Chicago is a certain mm -hmm. grind, you know what I mean? But LA is more like a lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? It is like incorporated into your life. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You mm -hmm. are not shying away from a hooper. Mm -hmm. You know you what I mean? You can also like, do it all year round here, basically, you if you want to. You can do it all year round and like, Yo, yo, hoop swag mm -hmm. is a year-round swag. Okay, you know yeah, facts, yeah, okay. facts. So, like, you don't shit. take the sweats you, you off. Yeah, you facts. hanging with your skateboard homies. It's like shit. We about to go hoop. That's your swag. You know facts, what I mean? Yeah. And so that 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 lifestyle kind of coming up. And I would say coming up, you know, L.A. was like really like all about like it was real fundamentally sound, mm -hmm. right? With dynamic scores. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And talented dudes. Makes sense. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And I think when, you know, for me, just like Paul was older than me, the dudes who did make it, Shea Cotton, Illusionary Man, Kenny Bruner. Um, Talked about Shea Cotton a lot. Yeah. Is Shea Ray Cotton Lewis was, a part of that? Because I heard about him I mean, earlier. Ray Lewis for me is like chasing the ghost. So that okay. was the only person. Wow, that's crazy. That, the second hooper I didn't heard you know today. I mean? like, yo, Ray Lewis. Yeah, Ray Lewis to ghost. me was like crazy. chasing the ghost. Cause and not talking about NFL Ray Lewis basketball fans. Yeah. We, we we were having some Watts. conversation with some with some Cali people today, and they was like, ask, ask Baron about Ray Lewis. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like chasing the ghost. Every time it was like, you live with these stories that is dude you never seen and shit that you only heard and it's like legend. 
and it's not legend it's fact and it's like man that's legend it's like it's fact it's, fact. it's just like you know this amazing kind of like figure that you don't see it's so mm -hmm. it's almost like a shadow you know what i mean you mm -hmm. imagine it how dope was he how nice was he mm -hmm. and so for me it was more so like that Dwayne polies and casper wears um you know, Jogvon from Pasadena, mm -hmm. but Coach Jogvon. I know Jogvon's from LA. I didn't yeah, know Jogvon's from LA either. Uh, in high school, you know, when he was hooping in mm -hmm. high school, um, man, it was just so many. Uh, it was so many dudes that was just like dope that I was just like learning the game from. Dave Fisdale was at Fremont. Really, I didn't yeah. know Dave Fisdale was he, a Cali guy either. Yeah, he, I knew he, he was, was from a, Cali, but I didn't know he. From my house. Really, didn't that's know crazy. That. That's crazy down the street from my house and then like uh you know it was just like a lot of dope dudes that played in the drew league mm -hmm. at the time yeah. when i was young you know you got dane subtle who had you know legacy here like i'm saying Dwayne poli legacy caps casper where all these dudes was like real you know big time hoopers mm -hmm. um and so for me it was just like man i i, I was just a sponge right mm -hmm. i was just trying to like one put on and then going to crossroads like my shit didn't click to like my junior year okay yeah you know what i mean and so like when it clicked my junior year by the time my senior year came around it was just like yo i gotta i gotta try and be as big as i possibly can mm -hmm. put everybody on the schedule mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. i mean and so i think that became like you know uh you know, the kid at the private school mm -hmm. you know, was playing yeah. balling with the private school against the city yeah. team. And like, you know, for me, it was just, at that point, I had been around the country and mm -hmm. around the world playing against other people. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like LaMelo. Like, a lot of people think LaMelo gonna struggle. I don't think he gonna struggle because he's been all. playing against grown men since he was a kid. Yeah. And people think I'm nuts because, now nah, I might have went a little too far. I said I'd see him, Kobe, Kobe mixed with LeBron in terms of the passing, but I was really talking about, like, Kobe's mentality as a scorer mixed with LeBron's ability to be able to throw the ball around the court. But I believe that, like, everybody thinks he's going to struggle against these adults. It's like, he's been playing against adults. Why do you think that a guy who hasn't been frequently playing against adults would do better than a guy who has been playing against adults for the past four or five years? I just don't personally understand that. Am I tripping? Now, you don't have to agree with the Kobe part, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, uh, one, LaMelo is talent bursting at the seams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right. even his teammates were saying good things about and him today. Terry Rozier said he brings light and energy to the locker room, which I'm glad to hear because I feel like Lonzo didn't get the same love from L.A. media as or the players, I feel like, that weren't close to him as he should have gotten when he first came in. I feel like everybody was looking at LeVar and trying to find an enemy versus saying, hey, this might just be a good kid that just needs some, some love and to be shown around and embraced rather than like everybody trying to see if he can prove something because of the hype. Is that, is that am I am I off base on that? I mean, that's just your opinion. I don't, I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. You could not agree with. It. I'm just asking. Am I yeah, off? No, do you no, think no, I'm, I'm off base saying. on that? Like, do you think I'm tripping by thinking that he will come in and be able to actually impact the game? Because I feel like people think he's gonna struggle this year. I don't understand that. Everybody struggles, man. Basketball is about like Lamelo Ball is a fucking superstar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say it now. It's like you can see it. You can see it, and you know it's going to take 
he's going to have to grow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's going to have to, like, he's not even filled into his body, dog. I've been saying that too. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? And, like, he can all, like, I judge people on the way they think, the instincts, and the plays that they make, mm-hmm. right? And when you look at someone who's like that, the game is easy to him no matter who's on the court. And so even if he struggles, right, like, you know, I would say even with me, even when I struggled, it was still, like, with purpose doing the right thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, you know, uh, LaMelo is just an ultra talent. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's he's infectious. Mm -hmm. And so when you're a point guard, you know, it's just as much about the locker room Mm -hmm. as it is on the court, right? And when you're a superstar, it's about everything. And this kid has, you know, the opportunity to be a superstar. So we covered the Clippers. Um, we've been covering the Clippers for like two or three years. You played for the Clippers. Um, I feel like Blake coming, you were there when when um, when um, Blake was there. Looking back at what the Clippers are now as opposed to what they were when you were there, how much do you, you know, think that era is kind of responsible for where they are right now? And also... How was like those Blake moments in his rookie season? Like I'm, you were on the court playing with him. I was just a fan, just like looking at the dunks. Like you were there. Like how was that whole era? And was there like a different energy surrounding um, that team um, through that time period? Yeah, I would say uh, like the year with Blake, it was crazy because the year before, remember we drafted him number one. And he hurt his knee. And he hurt his knee. And that year, like until like the end of the year, we were we were like doing all right, like yeah, hovering around five hundred. You know what I mean? We were doing all right, and it was just like, damn, dude, he would have been the X factor. You know what I mean? Um, and so the next year, I was hurt to start the season, mm-hmm. and that's when he was, you know, he mm-hmm. just came on and exploded on the scene. I would say with Blake, when we first like connected, it was just instant chemistry because mm-hmm. now I didn't need to get all the way to the hoop. No. You know what I mean? I got Blake. I got DeAndre. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm soon as I get past the cross, it's going up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how, like, the whole Live City thing mm-hmm. got going yeah. was, like, because he was young, because DeAndre was young, and I figured, like, all right, you know, this season, we just going to get to know each other mm-hmm. and just try to be fun, mm-hmm. right? We ain't about to make the playoffs mm-hmm. or no shit like that, but, like, let's, like, beat teams mm-hmm. we supposed to beat, you know, or not mm-hmm. supposed to beat, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and win games and have fun. And, like, if you watch, you know, that year, I would get the ball out and I would throw full-court lobs to Blake. <laughs> and sometimes that shit would hit off the top <laughs> of the backboard, but we didn't care, you know what I mean? Because yeah. all it took was – one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. If DeAndre got a dunk at the beginning of the game, yeah. oh, yeah, he's going to have all the energy in the world. And so it was just more so like I was trying to teach Steph and more so Blake, like, yo, bro, like you can be dominant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. do everything. You dig, you dig what I'm saying? And it's like he was just an X factor because he could finish around the basket. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Outside of the dunks and all that. Blake Griffin is a hell of a talented player. He can right, pass, yeah. he can right. dribble, you know, now he can shoot. But I think that, you know, what I was trying to give him was like that dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I get what you no mean. No hose bar. I don't, 
I don't give a shit. Yeah. You I know feel like I mean? he kind of like, had that because even as he started to dunk on people more in the season, you started to see that that kind of yeah. That, that's that, that's that that, no no no. Yeah. That's that's what? you watching somebody dunk. Okay. That's not. I'm okay. talking about oh, playing basketball. Talking about mental, okay. I'm talking yeah. about basketball. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You out? I'm talking okay. about basketball. When you see somebody get dunked on, that don't necessarily mean that they a dog. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Okay. It's like I when you run up. Against a Zach Randolph or somebody. Oh, that's that's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm you from where the bullies. I'm from where the bullies from. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you know, you got you gotta know. Yeah. You gotta know how to like, mm-hmm. you know, find that inner thing, right? Mm-hmm. That that can't be their advantage, and that that was pretty okay. much, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and I thought that if Blake could just overcome that. Mm-hmm. Then as his game evolves, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He would have that mentality mm-hmm. all over the court anytime he played. You know what I mean? And so, you know, that's 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 the that's that's a big difference, mm-hmm. you know, in like a LeBron James, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and a Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. It's like LeBron has a fearlessness, mm-hmm. right, that matches with the intellect, that matches mm-hmm. with the talent, that matches with you know the skill, mm-hmm. no, but we appreciate it, Baron. Thank you so Thank much. You, we appreciate it. This, this oh yes, is sponsored by Super Coffee. Yeah, shout out to Super Coffee. Let me get one of those. Man, I want to give y'all some Super Coffee. My God. Thank you. Want y'all try this out for me, man? We Tell will, fans. We will, fans. Go out there get Super Coffee. Um, comment so much that Baron Davis got to come on and talk to us again. <laughs> <laughs> this equals two cups of coffee. Jesus Christ. Well, you like Red Bulls. But thanks, Baron. We appreciate right. it, man. We'll get up yeah, with you later for sure. You, thanks, Big Umma. All right. Much love. All right. This has been Hoops and Brews, man. Talk to the OG legend, Baron Davis. Big shout out to the homie Glasses Malone for always um, looking out for us. And, yeah, man, we'll get up with y'all next uh, time. Any final words? Till next time. Yeah, and that was a basketball conversation without all the bullshit. That's what we do here. Fresh like I just got a max. Roll up that we ball into the max. Fresh like I got a contract. Moving through the city, we be going.